Man, I can't complain. Uh, just sitting here chilling, taking it all in, man. Uh, still feels like a dream, right? <laughs> yeah, it still does feel good, right? Yeah, there's still work to be done, but uh, in, the, in the moment, we can enjoy it. Yeah, uh, we definitely still got work to do because uh, next week, well, not next week, this week, uh, it is not going to be easy. You know, I, uh, I'm i I'm pretty careful to to not overlook. I mean, Iowa is a dangerous team. I mean, they, they do have, you know, 10 wins and do capitalize on turnovers especially, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But, um, you know, it's – I'm probably as, as confident as I would be with the Michigan team going into a game like this. But, mm-hmm. you know, you got to take care of business. Yes. Yes, yes, we do. We have to take care of business, and it will definitely be some. It'll definitely be a fight. Uh, waiting for, waiting for. Uh, trust me, he's on his computer. Uh, I'm not sure if he's got everything squared away with it. He's been downloading and stuff. I see. Oh, so he should be pretty quick. I'm actually so I'm on my computer as well. Um, I said it essentially. I just typed in the address, but uh, he should be he should be joining pretty quick because he just goes straight to the website. Yeah, well, uh, joining pretty soon. He should be on. So I guess uh, while we wait for him, we'll just kind of catch up. So uh, how how's everything with you, brother? You know, thankfully I've I've been I've been well, I've been blessed. You know, it's uh you know. This is the time period in Seattle where it gets super dark really early. Like so, it's been nighttime since about four thirty, <laughs> and uh, that's what gets you. So people know about the rain here and how how uh, you know it's, it gets real wet in the uh, in, in the winter, but uh, it's the darkness. I guess like it doesn't start getting bright till like seven or so. Like I went running this morning, but like I uh, run a lot, especially in the mornings um, this time of year, and like it wasn't. I didn't get daylight till like seven thirty when I was getting back. Oh wow! Yeah, so it, it'll it'll get to you, but um, but no, I've been well, man. I'm I'm excited. I get to see my family uh, for about ten days around Christmas, so that's gonna be beautiful. And hang out with my little five year old nephew, who I'm trying to make a young young little baby Wolverine fan. Okay, good <laughs> so, job, uh, good job, Uncle Uncle Ed. Oh yeah, yeah, o- Uncle Edward is uh, definitely blessing him with. Plenty of sneakers and a lot of amazing blue gear. Hey, that's that's uh that's the way to do it, man. Yeah, yeah. How about you, man? How's, how's your side? Uh, everything's cool. Well, there he is, the one and only, fellas. Y'all hear me? Yeah, we, oh, we got you. If it ain't the the tallest Michigan fan I know. Hey, man, that's me. What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, fam? I'm chilling, man. What's going on with y'all? Nothing much, man. We were just uh, catching up on what we've been up to. Uh, and so I was just going to say, man, not much. Just working and uh, hanging out, uh, enjoying New Orleans living, man. Uh, what about you? Uh, Chill. Trying, trying, to get, trying to get past this COVID shit, man. I got the little one. We homeschooled her, man, until January because I wasn't taking no chances. So uh, I've been working from home, man. I got, man, I'm going crazy in the house, man. I'm trying to get out, but. Not till January, man. So just been living the home life. Ed, Ed, what up, too? Where you what at? Up? <laughs> Glad to be back, man. Oh, yeah. man, it's good. 
it's good to have you back, kid. I was Thanks a lot, man. Like uh, since everybody's uh, kind of done everything that they needed to let everybody know where we're at. I mean, first things first. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, I, I did a bid, metaphorically speaking. Yes. <laughs> man, here, here's what we learned. First of all, I am a man of my word. Yes. But don't write checks you really don't want to cash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, and for the love of God, please don't make that bet ever again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Like, I mean, there's, if there's anything in life I'm good at, it's talking shit. And the, and the good thing is you can talk yourself out of problems, but you can definitely talk yourself into something. Yeah, <laughs> That's you got exactly a little what happened five years ago. Damn. Five Damn. Years. It's been five fucking years. That's yeah. a long-ass time, man. That's a long-ass time. long-ass fucking time. Even somebody today was like, damn. Like, I think, uh, what's the name? Clady Clad was like, yo ass think you pock. <laughs> Get out the joint. I see you in every thread. I'm like, hell yeah, I gotta make up for lost time. <laughs> this nigga came out of jail and then dropped uh fucking me against the world. I mean not me against the world, uh god damn it, the double disc. Uh, all eyes on me. All, all eyes on me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and to drop all eyes on me, basically. Hit not even that. Double disc. Like, like I'm in the booth also making Machiavelli one through seven. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Hey, remember those debates though? People used to really be like, yo, Machiavelli 3 is the best one. Like, like y'all really arguing these scraps of music? Yeah. <laughs> a real argument. They got, they got this nigga chewing bubblegum and shit and calling it a fucking uh, a record. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this ain't even nothing like to, to gush over. Yeah. Well, like okay. in the Machiavelli tapes, I thought that he had dissed Jay Z like five times, but no, it was the same. They just. <laughs> Well, with that said, let's uh get into the meat and bones of things. So finally, after three thousand days and some change, we've gotten that fucking monkey off our back. And I don't know about y'all, but I had to go step outside just so I could fucking yell and not, you know, freak nobody the fuck out. Man, 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 we. Like, I was fortunate. So, like, I watched it with the same crew of people that I've watched the majority of Michigan games since I lived in Seattle. But it was at, like, a buddy of, of ours' house. And mm-hmm. so it was, like, probably 10 of us in the house, maybe a little more than that. And, like, as it was going along, we started really believing what was going on. I remember clearly, like, in, like, the third quarter, I was like, is this really happening, bro? Like, is yeah. this? And, like, and then, like, the tone started. We started drinking more and more. And, uh... Like I'll talk about when I actually started to believe it was gonna happen in a second, but when it was like all the right, this is zero. Over. Oh yeah. <laughs> <When it laughs> like, zero. Clearly over. Like I busted, I purposely brought a bottle of Moet just in case. Mm. And man, when I uncased that bitch, I swear it popped itself. Mm. <laughs> mm. I ain't even get a chance to pop it. Like I just uncased it and put it on the table. That shit went <laughs> like, like yo, we man, we got it in. That shit was splendid. I cracked me a Bud Light Lime. I was crying. Hey, man. <laughs> it was on. I was here by myself, but it was on regardless. Man, yeah. I, I ain't in front. Tears came down, man. Grown-ass yeah. man. Tears came down. I was like, man, finally. Finally. It, just, it felt like a relief because it was just like, I am just fucking tired of it being the same old shit. Yeah. Every day. And it's like, 
we keep finding different ways to lose this game. Yeah. And finally, we won. And it's like, it's not like we just, we got out of there on the technicality. Yeah. Some fuck shit. It's not like we squeaked out of there. It's like, no, it was a thorough nah. ass whooping from top put, to foot. We put foot to ass. We put foot yeah, to we, ass. Yeah, we, we literally put foot to ass. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what it, sucks is like all the other years before, it was kind of like, we'd either get blown out. Let's keep it real. We'd either get blown out or we'd lose like in a heartbreaker. Like there's mm-hmm. no in between. It was either or. And my heart can take Yo, I'm 43. I can't take that shit no more. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> Yo. I almost fell yeah. out. <laughs> I'm just tired of the disappointment. Like, yeah, just yeah. every time, like, and you know, I'll tell you, like, you know, I like you guys' thoughts on this too. Like, when you thought, you know, that they they actually could win this game, and I'll tell you when I did. It was when in the first, maybe it was like the third or fourth drive, mm-hmm. when Ohio State got down to the goal line and just got stuffed, and like Hutchinson got like maybe a sack or maybe even. Because then he ended up three. One of his sacks was during that drive. Yeah. And, like, the crowd was losing their mind. Like, Michigan was losing their mind. I'm like, yo, I don't think Ohio State's fucking with them. Like, yeah. It was like it hit me then. Yeah. But I was still I was still cautious. But that's when I was like, yo, this team's different. And mm-hmm. I had this, the same same question on a season base. But I'm curious, you guys, when, when you knew it was for real. For uh, me, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I knew. Y'all, y'all could quote me on this if you want. I knew when I saw Oregon run through them. I was like, there's oh. nothing that Oregon's doing that we can't do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I watched that game three or four more times on YouTube. Like, if I was fucking scouting the game, like I was playing on Saturday. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of, yo, their, their quarterback, what's his name, Anthony Brown? Dude yeah. can play. I mean, he ain't nothing special, but he could play. He could move the chains. And, um, yo, they were throwing check downs. I was like, yo, Cade could do that. That's check down Cade. Cade could do that. And yeah. then as long as we could hit the corners, and it wasn't that fucking right up the middle, right up the middle, that dive play. I thought we had a chance, man. And yo, it's almost like I wrote the game plan. Everything I said to, my, to myself, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, we're doing it." Yo, Gaddis killed it, and but that's when I honestly thought that we could beat them this year. I was like, you know what? They got if we keep everything in front of us and let them get there. Dude had almost 400 yards passing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. guess what? How many times did we stuff them in the red zone? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we did what we had to do, man. I truly, in my heart, I, felt, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna shut up. Because their offense is no joke. Let's keep it a buck. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, if we can be in front of them, man, we could beat this team, man. But that's one of those things that you say. And you're yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. This shit's going to happen. But this shit will never happen. We're <laughs> Michigan fans. You know what I'm saying? This shit don't ever happen like that. It don't ever go like that. Uh, but it for did. Me, yeah, I know. For me, kind of like what uh, Trust was saying, like, basically, you just, you you notice from the, the whole season, like, okay, Ohio State's winning, but it's different winning. Like, it's they're making something happen only because they're out talenting most of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Not these guys just have a game plan that cannot be matched on mm-hmm. top of the talent that they have. So, mm-hmm. there was that. And I mean, even with that said, like, nobody in their heart of hearts just said, all right, well, yeah, clearly this is going to be the year because stumbling it's like you just tell yourself hey we might have a chance yeah talk shit i'm just gonna you know see how the fuck things go about so yeah yeah so you 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 tell yourself that but 
in the midst of watching the game, it was somewhere in the second or third quarter where you just looked around and it was like, we are really kind of taking it to them mm-hmm. in a way that we have never experienced since the good old days when we used to kind of roll up Ohio State. Yeah. And so you you just felt different. <laughs> Obviously, again, even in that game, nobody sat there and said to themselves, like, yeah, we got this shit in the bag. Like, well, I don't think anybody honestly felt that way until, and hell, even when it got late, yeah, you still kind of had that lump in your throat because you're like, this fucking Ohio State. I yeah. mean, they fuck around and lose their mind uh-huh. and run up and boom, it's Bomb City and then the fuckery is on. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, honestly, you just, I, I felt like things was different somewhere in between the second and third, but we were able to kind of, I mean, it was just in all aspects. And like Trust also said, we didn't try to fucking slam that steel chair into that wall yeah. and play. And I think it finally kicked in. Like, look, as much as we want to, nobody is going to outmuscle Ohio State at the point of attack. You yeah. saw what Minnesota tried to do. And they had, Lord knows, they had about 36, 8 Neanderthals. And I'm not calling them Neanderthals because they, you know, black or white or stupid or nothing. Just, they was some big fucking boys on the O-line. So, you know, you don't think that they're just going to get pushed back into the backfield. But, I mean, Ohio State woke up somewhere in the middle of the first quarter and was like, wait a minute the fuck is we doing? Like, no, you're not about to big boy us at the point of attack. So, so uh, I think Jim and Gaddis figured it out. And so what they did was they did the the misdirection thing. Yeah. Kept them going this way, coming back the other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They set them up with 12 and 13 personnel thinking it's heavy run whole time. You're passing. Yeah. Or you're bringing people into motion to create advantages. My only, well, my my only thought of that is hopefully they left something in the tank for when we play Iowa because you're not going to get them all game with misdirection. The tape's yeah. out. So, yeah, and the, mis- the misdirection, that, you know, the first time I started seeing that was in the Maryland game. Um like they're they're doing some some pick routes and stuff like that. I think I even mentioned that in the preview that we did. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, I hope they got a little bit more about that, more of that in Ohio State, and they absolutely do. Um, with Iowa, the biggest thing is if you play a disciplined football game, you're probably going to beat them. Yeah. Um, well, the issue is they force them out. I'm sorry, what was that? You have to stretch them out because they're going to play a tight zone. And when they ran into issues was when Purdue, which which is crazy when I'm about to say this, but we can't do what Purdue does. They can stretch you out because they have that, that one dude and they have a decent O-line that'll give you time to stretch them out. That's not really our game. Like, we don't stretch people vertically and horizontally. Like, a little bit, but not really. So we're going to have to figure out how to do that a la the Michigan State game, but mix in the run. Like, find a happy medium. Because if we can do that, then 
we're going to be okay. And kind of like you were saying a little bit with Iowa being disciplined, like I was never going to beat you on talent, but they're going to beat you at the point of attack with effort, with bodies, and they're going to force you to slow the game down. So it's kind of like, can you be disciplined enough? Can you take your shots and win when you take your shots? And can you be comfortable knowing like, okay, we're just not about to, explode for 30 a pop 40 a pop yeah i think yeah with the discipline side though with iowa like you know i'm looking at at some of this stuff so like they didn't beat anybody who didn't have a terrible football game like penn state threw four interceptions in that game like uh how did they do against let me see here yeah i looked at it i saw that on youtube the other day i think they so when they beat, I think when they beat Maryland, they had six picks. Yeah, <laughs> like two of like, little brother threw like five. Yeah, see that that's game. my point. That's yeah. why it's like if you don't turn the ball over a lot, then you're probably going to be Iowa. The, the, the yeah. only difference is they do capitalize on those on those turnovers. They yeah, do. they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sure. If Michigan does do that and they just play the game like they were used to, like if Haskins gets two touchdowns and 150 yards, then Michigan probably wins this game. Yeah. yeah. No, they're missing uh I want to say one of their linebackers. I think he's out for the game. Who Iowa? Uh, yeah, Iowa. Hmm. Is it McCaskey's McC- McC- I can't fucking think of it. Random Iowa guy who's really all part of the all all American, all heart, all uh effort. <laughs> like, all lung kill squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh first in the First thing to practice, last one to leave. <laughs> so they're missing that, and then we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. If it's they just named homeboy the fucking the Wilton Spate clone, the dude that can't move for shit. What's his name? Damn, they just named him like maybe an hour ago, two hours ago. Not Petrus. What Purdy? No, Purdy is Iowa State. Tell you right now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I clicked wrong. Uh, uh, Spencer Petrus. No. Spencer Petrus. Yeah, yeah, Spencer him. Petrus. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he got the start, and from what from what I've seen is, dude's not mobile at all. No, he's not. Um, their their old line's a little banged up too. A couple of their dudes on the old line, they're gonna play, but they're they're banged up. And I mean, when you're going up against Ojabo and 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 Hutch, and then people don't talk about Chris Hinton either, and Mozzie Smith is balling out too. Like Mozzie Smith actually had a good year. Yeah, they did. I didn't think I almost gave up on him, man. I was like, man, I was high as hell on you, but he changed, man. No, like, I don't think he even changed. Me and uh, Ed talked about the last podcast where basically I was saying, you watching him just dominate yeah, and do a lot of different things. And you're like, there's no way you just wake up and you do this. Not saying that you can't get better or, or things of that nature, but a lot of this shit is just in you. And, yeah. and I think it speaks more to Don Brown and how he just kind of stifled a lot yeah. of kids' growth because he played favorites, yeah, and he didn't like young guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were talking about it earlier. I forgot what it was. What's homeboy's name? True freshman. Oh man, safety. More? Is it number nineteen? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. he didn't even get on a practice squad if Don Brown was still here. Oh no, no, no. That's at a all. fact. And that kid's not coming up big time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, not not Vincent Gray and not Jermon Green. I'm not big on Jermon Green, but. Um, what's his name? Um, DJ, what's his name? DJ Turner. DJ Turner. 
dude, dude barely was on. He almost he almost transferred before the year started because yeah. he couldn't get on the field. Look at him. He might be our best corner. Dude's got yeah, swag. He's, he stays, he's quick. I don't I don't know what Don Brown's deal was, man. But I didn't want to believe it because dude seems like a good dude, and and a lot of the guys really liked him, man. But day by day, every day that passes by, you just realize. I think that man held us back, man, like hard, like hard. Well, I mean, there, there's no doubt that he held us back, but I think the, the biggest issue with Don Brown was he just didn't know how to work with his personnel because he was a crotchety old man stuck in his ways. And it's like, you can't do that, especially on a big stage. Like, that's the difference between coaching at Boston College and coaching at Michigan, like at Boston College, if a motherfucker's good, they're gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Like, there's mm-hmm. no well, maybe if I work with them, I try this or try that, they might be able to shine and I, I might be able to do something with them. No, at Boston College, it's like you know, them three motherfuckers that's really fucking good on your team, and other motherfuckers that's just a number in the jersey. I mean, you know, not pulling nothing away from like they're not a good player or whatever, but. It's a marked difference between you just kind of being out there at Boston College and you kind of being creme de la creme. Yeah, like, yeah. ISK Wanuka stood out like a sore thumb versus the rest of Boston College. Yeah. So you knew what time it was. So yeah. I I think a lot of people just kind of got stifled. And who, who knows how much talent would have actually stayed on our team yeah. had he been got clipped. Yeah. But yeah. – with that being said, yes, because our D tackles are actually good, they can't do what they did that that last game when they double teamed Chase and Rashawn Gary yeah. and was like, all right, well, fuck it, beat us with your D tackles, and we couldn't because they couldn't push, they couldn't push a push pop because like, they were two seventy five, because they were yeah. two sixty. Remember when they put Ben? What's that dude? Ben Mason? They put him at no oh sack. Running a three three five on the goal line, bro. I almost killed out, bro. I had a I got a sixty five inch screen in, in the living room. That shit almost came down. I'm gonna tell you right now. How, bro? I don't even want to talk about. You know what? Let's change the subject. I can't talk about yeah. no three three five with a a two seventy five nose tackle. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yo, Chris Hinton is three ten and Mozzie Smith is three twenty five. Yeah, like clog in the middle. Like yeah. a lot of people wanted them to be like like Mo Hurst. Though I'm gonna tell you right now, I love Mo Hurst. He's probably one of my favorite. Michigan alumni ever. I love the way that dude played. Yeah. And um and he was explosive for being what like 335, 64, 335. Yeah. But but they might not get pressure on the quarterback the way he does. But yo, for the most part, they clog that middle, man. They let Hutch not, and Ojabo they, do, they their do that. They do their job. Like yep. they are not they're not there necessarily for all the glory, but some of the things that they do, like there's no denying that there's a spot for them yep. in the NFL because it's like they can take on the double team. Yeah. They can drop back in the space in the middle of a fucking screen yeah. and make a play like Monty Smith did. Yeah. And they just cause havoc. Like, you're not going to just be like, okay, we'll ignore liability. Like, no, nah, like, they get with it. You got to so, Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, one, one begets the other because, again, Hutchinson can't shine if the two D tackles don't do what they do. And if Jabo doesn't do what he does, yeah. and quite as is kept, as much shine as they're trying to get a Hutchinson, Jabo deserves his fair share because oh, yeah. he's taking on way more than what Hutch is getting 
and, yep. and he's he's doing what he needs to do to force the pocket towards Hutchinson. Yeah, like Hutch, Hutch ended up with what thirteen sacks this year. Ojabo yeah. had a, had eleven, but I'll tell you what, I'm almost <laughs> that's positive. crazy. Yeah, I'm almost positive Ojabo had more tackles for loss than Hutch did. It. Oh yeah, oh, that's, so that's it's quite like, possible. Yeah, so it's like, oh. yo, they just complimented each other. They do, but if you had to ask me my honest opinion, which one's better, I'd say Ojabo. Don't get it twisted, Hutchinson. I, I, yeah, no fucking slouch, but See, yeah. Yeah. More physical at the point of attack, and he doesn't try to run around in a circle. Uh, yeah. kind of what I was telling with Ed on the last podcast, uh, he tries to run a circle, kind of like how Chase Young did, where okay, I'm probably faster than you mm-hmm. and a little bit more athletic than you, so I could probably beat you at the point of attack yeah. if I loop it out wide enough. But the job was like, nope, I'm gonna run straight through you. I'm not going to get cued. I'm not going to try to over arc or nothing like that. He's like, I'm just going to fucking manhandle you or give you a move to go inside or outside or whatever the fuck I need to do mm-hmm. in order to get to this fucking ball. Yeah. And when he gets there, he's not necessarily trying to uh, sack you. His first move is, I'm going to swipe down on your arm as hard as I fucking can because I'm trying to cause a fumble. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'd rather have. No, you rather have. Which is enough? No, no, I cut you off. Oh no, no, I was just saying his 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 first instinct is to try to cause a fumble, not a sack. He's like, fuck yeah. a sack. I'd rather get a fumble, which is way better. Fuck a sack. If you want to talk yeah, about overall games, Ojabu, Ojabu, he stops the run better than, than Hutch does. He does too. Like he he takes on two, three blockers, but you know, he don't get me wrong, I like Hutch. Yo, Hutch could play. Hutch is gonna have a nice long career in the NFL, but I got a feeling people sleeping on Ojabo, man, because not only can he get to the quarterback, he could stop the run also. So that's that's oh, yeah. Ojabo reminds me of Frank Clark, like in the same way that like he yeah. tries to strip the ball. He's actually doing that a lot in the NFL, which a total sidebar. Like as we were talking, I was like, "Oh, what's Frank Clark up to after that gun charge?" I hope his career. I didn't know he he's playing right now. Like I thought yeah, that he was still like, playing. <laughs> yo, I yeah, thought that he's Clark, still playing. Yo, yeah, he, I was, right yeah, yo, yeah. Like, he had like a strip sack last week. <laughs> like, but what I'm saying is like, oh baby, this the NFL, over, baby. He was pulled over in California with an Uzi, and the NFL's like, "Listen, just have a good year." The fuck up, like, look, play low, shut the fuck up, play. You're in Kansas City, just don't fuck up. Yeah, he in Kansas City. Ain't nobody thinking about him in Kansas City. Yeah, I was gonna say he's still in KC, man. Don't nobody even know where KC is, man. People think it's in Kansas. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. So yeah, but yeah, the um, that that's that's what his style kind of reminds me of, and I think they have equal hate for the Buckeyes, and that's actually what one thing that this felt like, like uh. Like uh, the Detroit radio guy, Mike Valenti, was talking about how, like, Michigan this year clearly personalized it, but, like, not just said they did. They actually went in, like, not only do we hate these guys, we're going to punch them in the face because they're weak. Like, they yeah. straight up did that to Ohio State. He said, yep. in fact, he's he's about as Spartan as it gets. He said Michigan little brothered them. Like, it was the first time he's seen that since that era. That they Valenti went said it? Yeah, Valenti said oh, that Michigan Lord. little brothered Ohio State. I choke that motherfucker out if I ever see him in real life, man. I can't stand that mother, bro. You could tell homeboys like five four, five. You could oh, just yeah, tell. Yeah, little stoppy, nubbly, fucking nah, fuck that dude. I I would yeah. never think he would ever say that. That's the biggest 
Michigan, either hit or him or a fucking fine, uh, Paul Feinbaum, one of those two of the biggest Harbaugh haters in the world. I can't. Oh, they, 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 they definitely uh, like. Some yeah, haters. for Harbaugh hater, I gotta say the the final boss is Feinbaum, but like yeah. the oh, Valenti yeah. and Rico Beer show, like Rico Beer, not only does he hate Michigan, he's yeah. a booster for Michigan State yeah, in yeah. the box, and yeah. like he he even now he'd be like. Well, we'll see what happens against Iowa. I'm like, you hating son of a You hating ass. Like, yo, but, yo, speaking of Feinbaum, yesterday he came on ESPN and Greeny got on his ass. He goes, hey, I can't, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm starting with you, Paul. What happened? What happened to Michigan? What you got to, what you got to say about Harbaugh? And Pine motherfucker looking like the, like the stick figure that he is. He just shook his head. He, he goes, I mean, what can I say? They look good. They look real good. And Greeny was like, hold on, what? What? And he's like, what can I say? Harbaugh did it. I mean, shoot. I mean, this is what we all wanted, right? And everybody's like, nah, motherfucker. That's not what you wanted at yeah. all. That's not what at you wanted all. at all. You wanted to use ready to talk. Cash money shit. Yeah, that's all he does. That's the worst. Man. That's all he does. So. Well, okay. So with that being said, we kind of talked about the game coming up against Iowa. We talked about the game itself. Uh, just briefly... Uh, have you guys heard any like news as far as the the recruiting trail? I know we're desperately trying to flip Damani, but uh, uh, it'll be a little I hard now. Now need, that uh, we need somebody's come back in the USC. Nah, bro, we need to we need to change the subject because literally two minutes before I hopped on yep. with you guys, Damani dropped us. He came yeah, out. He did. It's between Alabama and USC right now. Okay, and yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he says something like, um, Michigan got good people. I just couldn't envision myself there. So I'm let me tell you right now, I've been following recruiting a long fucking time, dude. And mm-hmm. when a kid says, Man, that's my dream school, that's my dream school, they ain't coming, bro. They ain't yeah. coming. Guaranteed yeah. they ain't coming. Now, I believe it was his father's dream school, and I'm pretty positive that's why they came to the game. That's for his dad. I I mean, bro, first, like I like I posted on the college, first it was I need to see Michigan win. Cause I want to go somewhere it wins, bro. We're eleven and one, a game away from the college football playoffs. Then he's like, "All right, cool. Yo, what's up with the with the name, image, and likeness? I'm trying to get paid." Michigan started off slow, but all the recruits are coming out. Even their own, the other five star, Will Johnson, came out and said, "Hey, man, we're good. Michigan's good. That's the last of our worries. We're good." So check that off. Yo, we need stability in the coaching staff. Harbaugh got an extension. What else you need? Uh, yeah, I mean, eyes, was, you were never coming. Yeah, you he know? was never coming. He was just stalling it out. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, that's gonna kind of be us. And I guess, I guess, with that being said, let's start to transition into the second part of our discussion. Since, uh, if I the, can, let, me, let me pepper, let me let me add one more thing on the recruiting side. Okay, like, yeah, I don't follow quite as as tight as, as trust, but I'll say like. With something like this, like when you just like basically you get confident in a in a program again, We're like okay, yeah, like what I thought about Michigan, it looks like it's actually true. This is when some of those transfers actually start to look at you a bit more. So if there are like little holes we need to fill, whether it's wide receiver um, or some other positions, you might get that guy who was doing pretty good at another program that that had a coaching change that wants to transfer to a Michigan. So I would kind of keep ears open for that. I don't know yeah. if that ever is like something that's discussed on, on like a uh, uh, recruiting forms or anything like that uh, trust, but like I, I would be interested in hearing any whispers about 
transfers or grad transfers to Michigan because of all this going on. Problem well, with that is, man, that's that's where we're behind the eight ball. Because you got schools like Michigan State. Yo, if it wasn't for the transfer portal, Michigan State would have been Northwestern status this year. Trash. I don't care what coach you give them. Because it's a lot easier. I mean, it's just cliche as fuck, but it's a lot easier to get into Michigan State than it is in Michigan. That's facts. It's just the way it is. Like, if I was a Michigan State fan, that to me, that's no knock. I would rather it easier to get in my school than anybody. That's just, I want the best players possible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's very, very rare, okay, that we could get a transfer. Unless oh, I remember gradu- that. Yeah, unless it's a graduate transfer. Because Michigan is world-renowned, known to just steal credits from students when they transfer. So let's say, for example, I'm transferring from FSU and I want to go to, and I want to go to Michigan, right? And I got, let's say, 60 credit hours and I'm a redshirt junior. University of Michigan, only even though, let's say, they accept 52 of the 60 credits, all right, cool, 52 of the 60 credits, you're good. But the problem is, Michigan has a school rule where they only accept 30 incoming credits. So of that 52, we're only taking 30 of them. Oh, wow. So they take credits. It's hard to get in. And it's it's kind of like it puts us beyond hate ball because we have to, we're just like Notre Dame. We have to recruit certain kids. And are they going to look away for one or two kids? Yeah, man. But when you got LSUs, Bamas, USCs, remember USC was like that too, but they're not like that no more, bro. You know, when you got all these other schools looking away for eight to ten players per class, that's a problem. Okay, so look, you 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 dropping some knowledge. Hold on, trust me. Hold on. As uh, Lucky says best, you're still in my thunder player. So, (laughs) okay, so with with that being said, let's transition into the second part of this discussion. Since the main crew, we kind of recorded early and. Apparently, the, the earth cracked open and a lot of things fell through. Well, not fell through. That's not a good analogy. It's, uh, apparently, since uh, we stopped recording. <laughs> maybe these coaches going to hell? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe so. But uh, lightning has decided to strike multiple times in the same place. Oh, because shit. things that we thought we'd never see in our lifetime have come into fruition. So, with that being said. What, Lucky bought FSU season tickets again? Man, no, not quite yet. If he ever okay, does okay. that, then I'm going to go play the lottery. <laughs> but so we've seen first things first, and we kind of touched on it, and we'll we'll talk too. We saw what we never thought we would see. A coach leave a blue blood, and I understand there's some debate, whatever, yeah. the, however the fuck you feel. Yeah. There's no doubt Oklahoma is a creme de la creme job. Like, nobody says – Oh, no, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm at Oklahoma because I'm just waiting for you know Kansas to open up. No shade, Lucky, yeah. but yeah. nobody's gonna downstep from Oklahoma to go coach a fucking Syracuse or Pitt or some other fucking program that's middling like that. Like this is the top tier, and they stepped away and they went to another program that has the perception of being top tier. They're gonna need some work, but for all excuse me, for all intents and purposes is a top tier program, is another blue blood. So we saw Lincoln step away and basically go to USC. Now, I understand that Oklahoma fans and some SEC fans 
are going to talk their shit and say, oh, he's scared of the SEC. I don't think he's scared of the SEC so much as he's hedging his bets. And I'm going to be honest, the one thing that kind of stuck out the most to me about that job, Oklahoma's used to doing 10 10-0 runs, maybe a nine. And if it's nine, they're getting a little antsy out there in uh, Norman. So mm-hmm. let's just say 10 more, more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, coming over to the SEC, ain't going to be a lot of more 10 win seasons just yeah. knocking them off like that. So yeah. I'm saying that he might have hedged his bets and said, when Oklahoma expectations meets the SEC, it's going to get real fucking hot around here and real fucking uncomfortable. And fuck that. I don't want that. Like, I don't want to have to deal with that day in and day out with motherfuckers' expectations just kind of being ridiculous yeah. at that point. And so he took a job where we're going to have to find a new analogy because fuck backing up the Brinks truck. Them yeah. niggas brought the bank to his house. Yeah. yeah. In fact, they told him, I, they told him meet him that. at the bank and they just gave him the keys. Like, here, yeah, nigga, this is yours. Yeah. Is that, was that list of benefits like official? Because that that's honestly too good to be true. We don't know, but I, I tell you this much. If we were betting on this, would you bet the, the, the former or the latter? And I, I'd have to bet on the former more so there's than no the way they bought two houses 500,000 over asking this is not there's no way they did that maybe he didn't buy five outside, outside of that maybe <laughs> yeah i was gonna say maybe maybe not i mean we all know the cd underbelly of college football and how yeah. depraved and how how much money niggas will throw around yeah. when it comes time for it to start throwing money around so did it happen maybe not could it have happened Neither of us on this podcast or the people who listen will have any doubt in our mind that they did and would do something like that. So, plus, I mean, you know, fuck it. Like, if I had to pick where I'm going to thug it out for the next three to four years of my life, man, the, the, the coast of California sounds a whole lot better than the flatlands of Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though. A lot of things, like, a lot of scuttlebutt on the on the 24-7 boards is a lot of people came out and said, you guys at Oklahoma knew that you were pushing Lincoln Riley out because apparently the rumor is mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley did not want to go to the SEC. Whether, no, I mean, nobody really knows why, whether he was scared, whether recruiting, I don't know why. You can say, you can make the case that he was scared. You know what I mean? But nobody knows for sure. Yeah. And apparently the administration and the president made the move overnight without even telling them anything wow. and and i think that's that's why they're saying why they're pissed off and what's crazy is four of their top seven recruits coming in this year which is a, it's a top 10 class mm-hmm. were, were five stars out of california and oklahoma has <laughs> never recruited california that i mean they've recruited california but not that hard so people are wondering was this shit in play like did he did, like if they if they you I know, think he was just recruiting California just to get those kids because yeah, but I mean he's never had down. that many kids from Cali before ever, ever. Like he's got the number one and number two quarterback. He's got the number one receiver, the number one middle linebacker. He's got the number like seven edge rusher because Mississippi State or Texas A&M got the top six. No shit, I shit you not. 
the one yeah. through six, yeah. all five star D linemen are going at Texas AM. Um, <laughs> oh my god, crazy. So, like everybody's one, I was like, did you recruit California? Because like already the, the quarterback, what's his name? That um Dart? You talking about who they got already? Dart? Or you talking uh, about no, Malachi Nelson? Oh, Malachi you're talking about who they're recruiting? Yeah, Malachi. Yeah. yeah, he was he was at Oklahoma, right? Uh-uh, not no more. He did, he he, uh, he flipped. They yeah, flipped he, he, so quick. Yeah, hey, wait, real quick. Hey, hey, he probably looked at uh his Twitter and was like, huh, well, I guess I'm staying in California. Yeah, uh, let me go ahead and well. start changing my shit. Yeah, uh, might as well. Yeah. And then they, they talk about Marvin Mims, the, the receiver for Oklahoma. Yeah, like, he's hey like, man, I think I might be going to USC too. He's talking yeah. about jumping in the portal too. Well, so I have I no think, doubt that as well. First of all, in order for USC to pull this off, this shit didn't happen overnight. And yeah. and what I'll say is, uh, my homeboys who I'm in a group chat with that I went to college with, one of them reported that, and I was like, I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, no, like somebody's just saying this shit just so Lincoln can run a checkup and. Yeah you know, get paid. Like, get the fuck out of here. And they was like, nah, it's true. And then I was like, nah, it can't be because you started thinking about the fucking money that it took in order for him to come down to USC. And again, nobody can put nothing past in these programs when it comes to motivation to get the coach that they want. But, I mean, you're talking about, I think he had upwards of maybe like a $29 million buyout. Which I'm sure Oklahoma will gladly take because they need to uh, get their war chest up in order to yeah. leave. Yeah. But he's talking about twenty, almost twenty nine million dollar buyout. How much you were gonna have to pay him for that first season? His assistance pool, yeah. and hell, if you out there buying houses like that, and keep in mind, USC is still embroiled. And has to pay for that billion, damn near, dollar Title Nine lawsuit that they had. Yeah, they're still making payments on that, huh? They still got that finance. Yeah, yeah that's just still hanging. So, yeah, in, in the back of my head, I'm like, that does not make sense. C e t n s, c e n t s. I don't know if I said it loud enough. <laughs> I don't want niggas thinking I'm disagreeing. C e n t s and sense. S e n s e. Yeah. That doesn't make neither of them. But then again, this is college fucking football where nothing makes either of those. But sure enough, they made me a fucking liar because they was like, yeah, fuck it. We got it, baby. It's nothing. Yeah. And that shit is crazy because you've never seen anything like that in our lifetime yeah. where a coach left a blue blood to go to another blue blood. Yeah. And this is going to be the type of shit that's talked about for years to come but with that being said i think what we're coming into is there's a new dawn of college football where some coaches are looking around and they're saying i can make decent money at where i'm at the expectations aren't crazy Mm -hmm. and my quality of life is better you look at dave renata and he's in no rush to leave baylor yeah. Most people use Baylor as a stepping stone. He's like, no, nah, I think I might be all right. Yeah. I mean, you look at Mel Tucker. I Now, he didn't got himself into some shit. And when I say that, that's not taking nothing away from Mel Tucker. But realistically, there's a ceiling at Michigan State. 
Yeah. I don't care what D'Antonio did at Michigan State for those years that he was there. Like, there's only so far you're gonna be able to take this program. Cause yeah. no matter what you do, what you pay, what you say, you're just not gonna get a ton of five stars to go out to East Lansing and thug it out. No, mm-hmm. you're right. And your pockets just ain't deep like that. Like you are never gonna have that kind of money at Michigan State where you're going to be able to convince multiple five stars to come at once. Yeah. You're just not. You're right. Not granted, yeah, I know he knows how to do what to do to get those kids, but if your money ain't right, they ain't coming there. And even if your money's right, if they got to pick where they're going to go, shit, I'd rather go to Columbus before I go to fucking East Lansing because at least it's more of me there on the roster Versus me just being like one motherfucker there. Huh? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say first, I don't want to go to either of those cities, but understandably, I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying as nah, far I'm as not this what month, kids are thinking. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say this on the coaching. So I, I don't even think that the decision for for Riley or for Brian Kelly was even that complex. They just went as far as you can go at those schools. Like I mean, both of them. Like so, Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame for 11 years. That literally, he's what the, I mean, the second longest tenured coach ever there. And, like, the first was Newt Rotney. And at that point, like, okay, he's gotten the most you can get out of Notre Dame. And unless you're going to do X, Y, Z, which in his case was uh, a, a massive facilities upgrade and probably pay me more money, which he, because apparently he asked Notre Dame to match and they refused, which that says a lot, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. But at some point, like, you're, you've done his, sorry. I said, we'll talk Notre Dame in a second. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, like, at some point, you've gone as far as you can with the program. That was the case with Lincoln Riley. Like, you can't do more at Oklahoma than he has. Yeah. Like, I, I guess, I mean, obviously, you win another title or win a title. But, like, you got guys going to the pros. You got guys getting Heismans. And you you racked up. And, like, this Oklahoma team was actually underskilled. Like, they, they weren't as talented as previous. And they still right. got as far as they did. So, at this point... Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking for an opportunity. Like and so USC is perfect for that plus plus the check they gave. So uh, I'll talk about how that relates to Michigan in a second, but but go ahead. Bro, I yeah. think both of those schools is gonna be a train wreck. I, I like I think did, did Venables end up taking the job at Oklahoma? Nobody knows yet. So if, if he ends up taking it, I think that's gonna be a train wreck. And I think the, the I know we're gonna get to it, but I think the Brian Kelly to LSU, which is funny, it's like it's segue into what you said. Never has a coach, or very rarely do coaches ever go from one blue bullet to another. In this offseason, it was shit. It ain't even offseason. It ain't even bowl season. Yeah, even off this season. happened twice. This is still on the dockets. <laughs> like, yeah. and we had, like, we still in the middle of the season. Like, they ain't put the ashes out on the season. Yeah. And, and we got two coaches going from one blue blood to it. I mean, I can sit, I mean, I consider LSU a blue blood. Um, oh, yeah, they're up there. I know, uh, Lucky and P don't, don't consider them blue blood. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can say what you want about him, but yeah. uh, Nick Saban raised the floor of LSU. Yeah. And it's not your dad's LSU from the 90s. Yeah, you're but right. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. But with that being said, ultimately, I think Lincoln looked around and he just kind of realized, like, this ain't it. And how they're moving, I get it. Because you could say, like, oh, man, Lincoln felt some kind of way because they went to the SEC, but fool, like that's the goal to get SEC level money. 
I mean, yeah. and the only way to get SEC level money is to kind of join the SEC. So you, you knew it was going to happen. Well, I, I take that back. You didn't necessarily know it was going to happen, but in order for you to keep rocking as a high end blue blood, you got to be in the, either the SEC or the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, whether people know it or not, or are ready to accept this or not, there will be a Super League. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we could talk about that on a separate day. But yeah. with that I being just, said, I just think, what, what if, let me ask you a question. What if Lincoln just ain't about that life? What if he's about, you know what? I want to be the big dog with little brother, uh, Texas, you know, beat him down 75% of the time. I want to be the big dog. And maybe it's not about that life. Maybe not about that that competitive life. The SEC, nah, I ain't fucking with that. I'm out. We don't know. Yeah. I we mean, it, it, there's a possibility, but uh, I think it's more to the aspect of what comes with being Oklahoma's head coach yeah. and being in the SEC. Yeah. First of all, you know they was going to the West, and they were saying that they were going to move Alabama to the East Alabama and Auburn's moving east. Oklahoma and Texas coming into the West. So I don't think the SEC West was going to be as tough as you say it would. But, I mean, okay, let's just say this. In the SEC West outside of LSU, who do you think Oklahoma couldn't run over? The SEC West? Yeah, outside of LSU, since Alabama and Auburn are moving to the east in the west, who you think honestly they couldn't run over outside of LSU year in and year out? Yeah, I mean, if we're assuming that uh, that they're going to move, like they being Alabama and Auburn, like you said, SEC West, I mean, uh, the occasional Texas A&M team and the yeah. occasional Ole Miss team, that's it. Yeah, I mean, every now and then they'll have their days. Yeah. But historically, neither of them has ever made it to the SEC championship. And in our lifetime, they ain't been SEC champions. So, you know. A&M, I'll just say, A&M is, is historically and currently a terrible football program. I don't are. care what yeah. people say. I don't care what Aggie, Aggie say. They've never won nothing. They've yeah. never been present. They're not even, they're not even blue blood. They're just a team right. to me. 98. Minnesota. They're Minnesota at best in this era. Well, I would say 98 is the last time they won the Big 12. Uh, oh and other than that, yeah, it's nothing. So, I mean, but, the so Iowa, what, I mean. I'm going to keep it a buck. Let's do I ain't going to say Iowa because, look, Iowa ain't never seen a five-star hit they fucking program. They uh, uh, they just did. Homeboy, he's in the NFL. Fucking D-Lyman. Um, fuck, you talking about uh, Gross Mata? Who? Nah. He got drafted last year. DN Appenza, AJ Appenza. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, you're right. But. Yeah, I no, mean, in terms of execution and who they actually are in the field, that is a pretty good. That's a good comparison. Yeah. So, I just, I, I just okay. don't like. I just don't like Texas A&M. I had to get that out. Well, no, no, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't like them. Either. Real petty. I don't like them. I don't. I don't like them either. But essentially, th- this is kind of what we're looking at. So. I mean, I don't know. Like, could they not have competed? I, I'm not going to necessarily say that, but it's a grind when you got to fucking step over and, and, and face the East team. And because you're Oklahoma, let's just be be honest and keep it real. 
when they setting up cross uh conference matchups, don't nobody wanna fucking see Oklahoma and Vanderbilt? Yeah. They gonna yeah. do Oklahoma and Florida, Oklahoma and Alabama, Oklahoma and Arbor, Oklahoma and Georgia. Like you ain't just gonna get the beat up on South Carolina and your old uh doormat, Missouri. So you know, there's that, but essentially they could probably run the West. So I don't necessarily think there's that. I think it's just at the end of the day, man and man just realized his quality of life and that that check came and he was like, Fuck it. That check be calling, as Ply said. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so keep it a buck. Where you want to live? Oklahoma or LA? Oh, yeah, that's fuck all you gotta ask yourself. Oh, you you yeah. already know. Yeah. So with that being said, we'll talk about the next big one, which was uh, the son of the Midwest coming down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, an area which I don't think he's ultimately prepared for. And what was so funny was they made a uh, – y'all ever seen uh, Hot Ones where they eat them hot wings? Every episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember that episode yeah. where Idris yeah. Elba ate that chicken? And yeah. He's like, he's like, what the fuck is this? Like that. <laughs> that was that like – uh, that was like the first time uh, Brian Kelly eat a bowl of gumbo out of somebody's <laughs> mama's house when he's down there recruiting. Like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I'll say straight up, like, I don't think it's not much that he won't be comfortable there or anything like that. Because, I mean, he's he's one of those actually obsessive, crazy college football coaches. Uh, they're going to run him out of town. Because, like, they're going to – as soon as they lose, like, their, yeah. their second game of the next season – they're going to be like, uh, we'll see what happens. Like, they're going to warm up the seat immediately because he's not their type of guy. He's not. Like, it's yeah. it's one of those things, like, yeah. I don't know if there's an LSU equivalent of a Michigan man, but, like, that type of vibe. Like, LSU needs someone in that type of vibe. And, like, I mean, I know Saban is more of a northern guy, but Brian Kelly is not a southern dude in any way, shape, or form. And I, yep. I don't think he's going to win. I mean, unless they come out the gates winning. I don't. I can't. They're gonna run him out of town. So and okay. Remember, is, he doesn't like to recruit at all. Nope. Brian <laughs> Kelly does not like to recruit. At, if it wasn't for Marcus Freeman these last two years, Notre Dame have a top twenty class right now. Yeah. They're sitting at number four right now, and apparently he's trying to get Marcus Freeman over. He already made an offer. He's like, "You come be my DC. I'm gonna make you the highest paid DC in the country." Okay. So but, wait, um, you, you're still in my thunder. Uh, oh my bad. Oh bad. Go 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 go. Still in my thunder. All right. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, there's a couple points that I, I'm going to make. So, let's keep in mind some things. All right. So, they got Brian Kelly. They had Coach O. They had Les Miles. They got the lady from Baylor. And I don't know if you remember her. She was spitting fire and brimstone when all that controversy was going down with Art Browse. They got their their basketball coach that was that got they they phone lines tapped like uh the firm. Yeah. And then they got Brian Kelly. Which one of these are not the same? Jeez. So there's that point. And, and, and so there's that. But here's the thing. Listening to a lot of people that's smarter than me. And that's more plugged into me. There was a air of 
we need to change the face of our program in the LSU constituents of we need what's quote unquote that country club hire that guy that's gonna get on game uh-huh. and be able to enunciate and clearly say his thoughts and be buttoned up and not embarrassing and not all shucks on TV or be a weirdo on TV and Brian Kelly is that. Here's the caveat though. Brian Kelly was one of those guys that was big on the brand can recruit itself and we don't have to get in the mud to recruit. That was to his detriment at Notre Dame although it's not necessarily as easy to recruit at Notre Dame because you, you can't just have a 4-3 on the field. You probably need a 4-3 in a classroom to get into Notre Dame right. to an extent. Now, they they been to some rules here and there. They might have spent a little money here and there, but it ain't SEC level. So with that being said, is Brian Kelly going to thug it out like he needs to in the SEC to get those guys that's on the fringes that Nick Saban wants, that Kirby wants, that uh, Lord, what's that boy that then, then went down to, to Florida now? Um, Brent, from where? I don't know. He went from ULL to Florida. It's not Chadwell. It's the other guy. But uh, Na- Napier? Uh, Napier. Napier. Yeah, yeah Napier. Napier. Are, are you going to be able to, to compete to get those guys that Napier wants out of Louisiana? Hell, are you going to get those guys that maybe Texas might want to creep in and try and get? So with that being said, it is very important that Brian Kelly gets his fucking mind right and understands the assignment, as the kids say these days, and he's able to recruit the way that you need to in the SEC because that good boy shit ain't going to work down here. Mm-mm. And sadly, that's kind of our issue. But again, that's for another show. So you can't do that and thrive at LSU. Put a pin in that. So then also, let's keep in mind, Brian Kelly had him some eight-win seasons and also had him a four-win season. Mm-hmm. If he ever, ever, capital E, ever has the nerve to hit a four-win season, yeah. boy, you short in the midget on his knees, nigga. They finna pack you up and send you up out of there. I think you can't I think, do that. I think what Ed said, Ed hit it on the head. I think him and Lincoln Riley both, they maxed out. You weren't, you weren't, Notre Dame was never going to get a win in the college football playoff unless we expand to what, eight teams, 16 teams, and they draw a, a Louisiana Monroe or a, or a Houston. Yeah, that's, somebody that's like that. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he knew that. And you and I, we don't know, man. He might, he might have got tired of the, of the recruiting. Like, cause, bro, it's true. Let's keep it a buck. Notre, it's hard to recruit in Notre Dame. It is. I'll give him props. It is. And a motherfucker get tired of that. 
You know what I'm saying? Seeing all these schools that mediocre schools like Florida are bringing in top 20 classes. Ten, bro, Tennessee's got like a top six class. They ain't won more than seven games in like what, since Peyton? Or since T. Martin was there? And yeah, they bring in all the – I mean, it's it, – that shit gets tiresome. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, I, that's my opinion. I think Ed hit it on the head. I think dude was just like, you know, I, I topped out. So I'm going to try something new. But I think this is this is going to be a train wreck. I think it's yeah. – I don't, I don't think it's in the last but three years. I think it, the urban effects going to come in. Oh, I got heart problems. I got to go yeah. – Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not going to run its course long, but I mean, when you got a chance to get generational wealth at your family and your family's family up, then, you know, hey, it is what it is. Now, what, yeah, get money, get paid. Now, what's ironic is they just ran two niggas up out of there Mm -hmm. for their past discretions. Mm -hmm. Ironically, they bringing in a guy that had two discretions under his rule, under his uh, watchful eye, I should say. They had that uh, uh, Prince somebody. In 2010, the guy who got accused of rape and Notre Dame just quietly was like, oh, it's, not, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. We're just chilling. It's nothing. Oh, yeah. And the girl ended up committing suicide over that and it still kind of hasn't been rectified i mean i think it's been rectified as far as like the eyes of the law and all that but yeah like it still hasn't been rectified well you said two you forgot one big one how about a couple years back when they were practicing in south oh i was getting to that one okay i got you i thought you forgot sorry you said no 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 it was two that was one gotcha Gotcha. this one was when they decided to go out and practice in the a thunderstorm mm-hmm. and the tower collapsed. Oh my, I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. The tower collapsed and the dude died. Yeah. And the Indiana safety, whatever, whoever mm-hmm. came in, gave him a, gave Notre Dame a slap on the wrist yeah. with a fine and 25K or some shit like that. They find him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And that's it. That that is literally it. And Did y'all hear anything else from that? I didn't. I don't think they've done anything to send that family money. I don't think they've done anything to help them or anything of that nature. It was just, yeah. Oh, okay, that's our bad. What makes it worse is that kid. It was windy as hell, and that kid was like, the players came out and came all, all you know, hush hush. They told what happened. They told news reporters what happened. They're like, the kid went up there. It was wavy. It was it was on one of those cranes because uh, Kelly wanted the he wanted the practice film from up top because he wants to see everything. He wanted to see yeah. the whole field. And the, the kid got up there and, and and the crane was waving back and forth. He started coming down. And apparently Kelly yelled at him. He's like, "Get your fucking ass up! If you want a place in this football program, you're gonna get your ass up there." And he told him, he's like, "Yo, it's it's moving up there." He said he didn't want to hear it. He went up there and bro, not ten minutes later, that crane came down and it was that's it. Yeah, it was kid, done. Kid, it was done. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was messy, yeah. And like ESPN or SI didn't even really research it, they're mm -hmm. like follow that up. It wasn't a scandal, but yeah, that's a reason to get out of Dodge. I mean, I get that. (laughs) Well, it's not even get out of Dodge because I mean, that shit came and went and ain't shit ever came of it. Yes, it was what six, seven years ago. 
it's been a minute. Right. Like, it's yeah. not like that shit happened last year. Like, yeah, it's been going on for a minute. And so yeah. nothing ever came of it. Yeah. And what's crazy is he's still fine. You want to know who's not okay? Excuse me. That nigga that's in exile at Cuck University, a.k.a. Liberty. Hmm? And you know why he's in exile at Cuck University? Because that stupid motherfucker lied to the ADs. They don't care if you kill niggas as long as you don't lie about it. I don't even know who you're referring to. The guy who used to coach at Ole Miss. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't lie in the ADs. You just can't. Yeah, you can't lie to the AD. <laughs> and that's crazy. I mean, that, that, that said, I, I don't know how much of that even went to Brian Kelly's decision making. Like, Oh, I mean, he just, he didn't fucking hide nothing. And it was okay. And again. Oh, okay. Now I get the context. Okay. It's compared to like that situation in, in Louisiana. Okay. I hear you. Yeah. That's where Frost, uh, not Frost, uh, Freeze fucked up. He lied. Yeah. Kelly never lied. Again, you could do a lot of things. But the minute you start lying, that's when things go left. So there's that. And ultimately, you're going to have to ask yourself, as far as things go with that, like that you you can put a, a period at the end of that because that's not really an issue. But for Kelly, the, the main thing that you're going to have to ask yourself is moving forward, is he going to be able to get the kind of coordinators that he needs in order to do what he needs to do. Because that's what had Ed O looking good was his great coordinators. So if he can find some good coordinators, then he'll be all right. If he can't, he's dead in the fucking water. They're saying that he's going to bring Tommy Reese over from Notre Dame to be his offensive coordinator. And he's you know trying what? to get... I'm, um, I'm hearing no, he might leave nope. Tommy. He's there. No shit. I mean, he like if he comes, cool, but <laughs> it ain't to be a coordinator. It's just to be on staff. Mm, okay. Now that's. I, I just want to mention know, the fact that Tommy never... Reese was a terrible quarterback. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know what? Damn Nick Sheridan. But you know what? A lot of good. Almost Nick Sheridan's that. Yeah. I was gonna say, but you know what? A lot of good coordinators were never that great in college. Yeah. Which is ironic. But I think it also speaks to everybody not might not have the ability, but it doesn't mean that they don't at least know what the fuck's going on. Some I mean, you gotta you gotta learn something while you're holding that clipboard. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> not only that, you got, another thing is you gotta learn you where gotta, you fuck up. Yeah, those kids that you're coaching, they gotta know, they gotta believe that you know what the fuck you're talking about. They can't just be like, "What's this motherfucker talking about?" Talking about a weak side blitz and rolling the other way. What the fuck's he talking about? You know, man, when I played, if I had some bullshit coach come out in the field with that shit, I'm just looking at my dude to my left. I'm like, hey, man, I can't deal with it. What the fuck he talking about, man? What is he talking about? You know, and especially in basketball. Basketball is twice as bad. Talk about, oh, pick this dude. Don't pick and roll. Don't pick this. Man, this motherfucker don't know what the fuck he's talking about. So <laughs> you got it. Yo, these kids don't fuck around, man. These kids are 16, 17, 18 years old, but they're not dumb, man. You no, not at all. Around. You gotta know your shit. Are they gonna call you? Are they gonna punk you? Now with the transfer yeah. portal, they're dip. They'll dip. Yeah, 
Yeah, not by not by a long shot. Uh, are things kind of the same as far as what they used to be? But so, with that being said, we kind of hashed out Brian Kelly as, and, and I mean honestly, Lincoln Riley is. It's kind of we're gonna see what the fuck is gonna turn into. Yeah. So with that being said, next up on the docket, man, I, we didn't live long enough to see a black man hit the fucking lottery. So with uh, Marcus Freeman. Mm-hmm. Pretty much can write his check because whatever the fuck he wants to be in this world, he can be it. He can yeah. stay at Notre Dame. Yeah. He can probably go to Cincinnati because a certain coach in Cincinnati would love nothing more than to be up in South Bend. Although I don't know what would convince you to want to be in South Bend, but you know, whatever. Or he can come on down to Baton Rouge and get paid. Yeah. yeah. So. He's got some options. And what he's going to do next, who knows. But if I'm him, I mean, I guess maybe if if Luke is coming to South Bend, maybe you want to stay because at least Luke never tried to flake you off. But when it comes to coming down to Baton Rouge, you got a short window, so you better you better understand what the assignment is and know, all right, I need to get in, get my money, make my defense look good, and then just kind of go from there because how long do you honestly think this is going to last? We don't know. I think I think if, if you can get the Notre Dame job, you absolutely take it if you're him. Yeah. Like, well, I don't I know if there's a better opportunity out there present or in the near future. I don't think the head coach of Notre Dame. I'm taking it. Well, I don't know if they're they're gonna give him that. That's what I was gonna say. I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's on the table right now. I think they want fickle. I didn't hear it was. Yeah, I mean, I I think they 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 want fickle. And bro, I'm telling you, I shit you not. Don't be surprised if Urban's name starts popping up too. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, Duval ain't treating Urban right, and Urban Urban and Duval County is not mixing. I'm telling you right now. I mean, it's not mixing, but one of the biggest issues because Urban was trying to go there at one point mm-hmm. was that they didn't want to bend their admission rules the way that he needed them to in yeah. order to get that real talent in mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Yeah, and well, so I, I don't think they all of a sudden say, uh, "Fuck it, let's bend them." Like, yeah. no, like. I don't know, like, the, again, like, if this offseason, well, shit, ain't even offseason. If these past three days of show be anything, to quote Kevin Garnett, anything is possible because, yeah. yeah. man, it is it is crazy out here. And I mean, I, you got to remember, Notre Dame might be on some next-level desperate shit because they're sitting at, what, 10-1 and one right now? 10-1, and one, let me see. Yeah, 10-1. Yeah, 10-1. Yeah, 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 Sitting on 10 and 1 right now. And guess what? Let's say just out of curiosity, Iowa comes out and stuns Michigan, right? And then Georgia puts the beats to Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess who's sneaking in the playoffs? Oh, yeah, they're in there. Well, I don't know now because they dropped them to six. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they still got to beat Baylor. Let's say they lose to Baylor. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean, it, I mean it it's, it's a blood shot. Week. It's a long shot, but it's possible. You about to go to playoffs, and you ain't even got a coach. So, Notre Dame might be like, "Yo, we're a fucking playoff contender." 
we got whack ass schedules every year. We make our own schedules because we're too bitch to fucking join a conference. You know what I'm saying? So we could do whatever we want. We can make the playoffs every year. We'll be right there every year. And we can't get a coach. You never know, man. Desperate, desperate people do do crazy things, man. You never know what the admin's gonna say. Hey, maybe they used to let two or three guys slick by, you know, with, with lower grades. Then maybe, maybe these next couple of years, maybe we'll do seven or eight. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe if we start getting results, you know, making playoff appearances, getting a win here and there in the playoffs. Hey, let's let's get ten to twelve guys. Let's let's let them slide a little bit. You never know. I mean, you you you, you, never, you know. never know. I mean, coaching at Notre Dame, you know that eventually. There's just a limit. Like, mm-hmm. there is a ceiling, and mm-hmm. you're only going to go so far. Now, can you fuck around and some shit fall your way and some other shit fall your way? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But can you fuck around and parlay that that Notre Dame job into being competitive every two to three years and backdooring your way into the, the playoffs? You motherfucking right. You yeah. can repeat what Chip, uh, not Chip. Brian Kelly does, and, and you can even fuck around and, and figure it out, and maybe just make some stuff work here and there. Because Lord knows they were knocking on the door several mm-hmm. times over, yeah. where one year they had the skill positions, but not the front seven and the the, the starting five. Yeah, and then another go round they had. The starting five in the front seven, but no skill yeah. position. So, you know, eventually you keep knocking at that door. Eventually, something's gonna come together. Yeah, Notre Dame is definitely a job that you can get to, and if you just you stay there long enough, it'll figure it out. It's like that that girl that ain't cute but got a big ass. Yeah. You like damn that bro got three kids from that nigga. Yeah, how the fuck that happened? Yeah, and she. She shut her mouth up. She gave him that that hot pocket. Hung out with him. That nigga was like, "Man, she kind of cool. She don't be tripping over shit." Yeah, I hang out. Like you know, I stay over, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then you look up. That nigga got three kids, and like he stuck. I mean, I'm I'm taking the Notre Dame job one because it's gonna pay me, but mm-hmm. more than anything, if you go, I mean, we'll call it. Let, let's say you have a three year run at Notre Dame where you get fired. Where you're yeah. like, all right, uh, eight and five, uh, eight or seven and four or seven and five, and then um, the next year, six and six and three, and rumors start, and you end up getting fired at like seven and six, whatever. All right, mm-hmm. so you can get probably half the jobs we've just talked about. Yeah, from like, okay, he was three years at at Notre Dame. Oh, that was a challenging situation. So, uh, what jobs just opened up? So suddenly Fresno State needs a job. Suddenly Florida needs a job. Suddenly Virginia Tech needs a job. Virginia Tech probably would hire a coach who was at Notre Dame for three years. So guess what? Now I parlayed that Notre Dame job into seven years of coaching, yep. at least as a, at a head, head coach. So it's, it, it is a challenging job um, in terms of recruiting um, and in terms of possibly getting screwed up the playoffs. But um yeah, it, it's a it's an opportunity that I think you know most coaches would have trouble refusing. Yeah, I mean that's not no poo butt job. Like yeah. it ain't like you you over there coaching some some terrible ass team. Now, with that being said, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, uh, I'm talking to my underlings. 
and we making some phone calls. We hitting some niggas with some hey big Oh, on the recruiting side. Yeah, hers. Hers y'all oh, off yeah, y'all coach man. Uh, how how you how you feel about being a Michigan Wolverine, baby? It's kind of <laughs> cool out here in Ann Arbor, huh? Uh, so. Yeah, if they're not going crazy during, like, I think we're two weeks away from early signing. Yeah. If they're not going crazy during these two weeks, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I know they got to focus, but someone's going to be calling these recruits right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I not only recruits, but, hell, I'm hitting up motherfuckers that's, uh, that's at Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's, what that's, we're, that's what we were talking about on uh on 24-7 for the last couple nights. But uh, that so they're kind of at a predicament right now, Notre Dame. Because if you go to Twitter, their whole recruiting class and all their starters, they all want Freeman. They all want Marcus Freeman to get promoted. Yeah, they're all saying it. We want Freeman. They all. You could go on Twitter. You you could go hashtag Freeman, and you could see all the players coming in. Players that are already there, they want them. The admin and the president. I don't think they're. I think they want to hit. They want to hit a home run. Is what I'm. And, and, and think about it. Freeman might be a bad boy. I think he could coach the hell out of defense. But do you want to give, I don't care what man it is, any man, their first head coaching job ever at any level? You gonna trust that man with Notre Dame? I mean, they they did it, they did it with Lincoln Riley. Did they? Yeah. Lincoln Riley never head coached anywhere. But Lincoln was how long was he behind Bob Stoops for? Like, I mean, but what's what's the time frame? Like Realistically, like if you're sitting on that program for, I, I'll say anything outside of one year, because you you probably don't learn that much in one year. But if you've been in a program for two years or more, mm-hmm. what are you honestly learning that you haven't learned already? Like, what? Like in year three, they finally say, "All right, look, we was keeping you from coming into the secret room where we really showed you how things happen." Now you see how things happen. Like, no, like, you know, if you're there and you've been there for about two years, like, there is how the sausage gets made. There is some adjustments to different game plans. There is recruiting, all that shit. Like, you've seen, you've understood, you know. And I, th- th- like, there's no triple A for coaches. Like, if you're Freeman, are you going to be a better coach just because you decided to be the head coach of Cincinnati? And I'm just throwing that out there. Like, yeah. well, what is it that you coaching at Cincinnati is going to teach you to coach at Notre Dame? Those are two different programs yeah. with different levels of money, different expectations, and different ways of how they go about recruiting. Yeah, because you got to remember, it's it's not just Marcus Freeman that's got to, you know, he's got to coach for his life. It's the AD. Oh it's yeah, the like they could get fired. The AD could get fired just as quick, so he's got to watch his ass. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. If if you're the president at the University of Notre Dame, are you risking it with anyone? You can't like you can't fuck this up, especially after no. what Brian Kelly just got you out of. Remember before Brian Kelly was there? Yo, that was that was that was a mess. That that was, a mess. We're talking about borderline Rich Rod at Michigan. Uh, that, that, that it was a mess. Notre Dame was a mess. Do you even want to flirt with that shit again? Or well, are you I mean, I, I, no. I so I, I, I think to the question, no. Um, but 
the reason why I want to go back to, to what you learned though. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to one of those other jobs, so like you learn, it's, it's not even that you're le- learning how to be a good coach. You're learning how to run a program. Yeah. And that's one thing that some of these young coaches don't like. So I like, I'm, I'm looking at Lane Kiffin right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like his first college head coaching job was Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, I can't describe the level of the dumpster fire that was, but before yeah. that he was head coach of the Raiders for a couple of years. And that went down real bad. Like yeah. one of my favorite like YouTube videos ever, by the way, is, um, is Al Davis firing him with like an overhead projector sheet of an email. Like it's the greatest <laughs> press conference ever. He breaks down yeah. how Lincoln is a liar. But so <laughs> then he goes to Tennessee. He's just not professional enough for that job. And he he's like gets the opportunity for USC. USC same. <laughs> so it's like he didn't know how to run a college football program until yeah. he did a two-year bid at Alabama. Yeah. Now he comes out of that. He knows how to be a professional yeah. and knows how to run a college football program. Well, so that's the well, part do where it. I don't know if I'm giving someone the keys to Notre Dame as their first job because that yeah. that's that's the most complex vehicle to drive, arguably. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say this. Kiffin was a different animal. He needed Nick Saban's school for wayward coaches versus some of these other coaches. You had him being the number two man at Cincinnati, which – for all intents and purposes, you're there during everything. The only difference is your pay. When you when you're the second dude in charge, you're pretty much the head coach number two. You just ain't getting that pay like that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't think they're gonna give him the job anyway because uh, let's keep it a buck. He's black. Uh, secondly. There's a guy out in Cincinnati who they know would give up his firstborn to coach there, and he's used to doing way more with way less, which is ultimately taking on the the Notre Dame job. You do more with less. Let me ask you a question before you go on. Do you think Luke wants that job? Or yes. do you think, or do you think that Luke sees Ryan Day eyeing an NFL job because that's the rumors for the last couple of weeks. Well and he's trying to slide into OSU. What well I, I tell you what, it's gonna be one of those things where do I take what's right in front of me or do I hope for what may be? Because I mean uh, look I'm a I'm a Bears fan born and raised in Chicago. So yeah, yeah I know suffering. Uh, there's no guarantee that that's what's happening. So yeah. you don't know. And ultimately, can anybody put a finger on Ryan Day's ambitions? I, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's my point. Like, nobody knows what the fuck Ryan Day's ambition is. What we do know is he's the head coach of Ohio State, and he looks like a nigga that be hanging out at parks that's a fucking pervert. You know what else we know? <laughs> We know that homeboy was born on third base, but he ain't hit no triple. I know there that it is. Right. Yeah. The best motherfucking quote ever. Hard and I was like, that's back. true. How are you Hard talking about all this back. shit? And you inherited this goddamn great-ass program. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I want to know. Kent, so you literally got handed the keys to the kingdom. Urban gave you platinum. You know what I'm saying? 
He 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 gave him some platinum shit. Now I ain't gonna yeah. take nothing away from Day because he's I, definitely done some recruiting. Because yeah. even in Urban's heyday, and they ain't had a number one, two, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, two uh, of multiple positions. But let me ask you a question: Don't you see something slipping like slipping away? Because think about it: when Harbaugh first got when when he first got to Ann Arbor, and he took over for Brady, right? Yeah, his first two, two and a half years, maybe even three years, were his probably his some of his best years at Michigan. But those are with hoax players. Yeah, even though he was reeling in borderline bet better recruiting classes overall, but until he realized that he needed to get up with the times with with you know spreading shit out that man ball shit at all times isn't going to work. He suffered, you know what I'm saying? So who's to say? Ryan Day might be getting top three classes, but maybe he's not recruiting the kind of players they need, bro. Because think about it, they could have easily lost to Nebraska this year. They could have easily lost to Penn State this year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They they got their asses whooped by us this year. Oregon put foot to ass this year. They could have easily had four losses this year. That's just unheard of in Columbus. I I think what I think what we're seeing is nothing lasts forever. And I think because we're we're living in a strange time where we see Alabama and you say, well, why not? But then the funny thing about it is, like, even on the board, and I even say this with P, I'm like, look, it's hard, probably hard for you guys because for the first time in a long time, y'all look mortal. Yeah. Y'all not kicking ass and taking names, but quiet as is kept. At one point, I think they was number 10 in the nation on offense and defense. And they still was like, well, what the fuck? Which, understandably, is so. Like, I get it. You're Alabama. You're not supposed to be suffering. But, yo, nothing's going to last forever in the sense of there's just going to come a year or so where things don't go right. You don't have dominance at every position. And it's just not your fucking year. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're, you're over with or the dynasty is over. It's just, dog, this is what used to happen to programs back in our day that we forget. Yeah. Like, you have a window with some teams where everybody's a junior and a senior, or at least at the most important positions, and you're good. And then you have a year where all that talent then either graduated or graduated to the NFL. And you got to get experience and build up your roster again, and then you can compete. So I think Ohio State has finally ran into that where it's happening. So, and I don't know what these other two receivers are, but you know Alave is gone. They do got a couple of guys on the bench. No telling what they do or don't look like. And they also have a a question mark at, at quarterback. So they're going to have to figure some shit out because if you think you pay 1.8 for yours to skip his senior year of high school to sit on somebody's bench, like he was like, all right, I understand. I got to sit for one year, even though like, I skipped high school. Like I get it. You think he's going to just be cool with chilling on the bench next year? Like realistically? One dude already transferred. What's his name? Uh, Jack. Jack Miller? Is that his name? 
Well, he had no choice. He Four knew he was about to start, and then he got he, yeah. he then he got hit with a DWI. So I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, so he's already in the portal, but he's not going to be the only one. Well, no, and that's yeah. my bigger point. Like, yeah. it's coming to a day and age where some programs just can't reload like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you look at this is one of those years where Georgia pretty much has it all together. Like, they are a fucking behemoth and a unit. Well, after all, if they more than likely march their way through a national championship and all these boys jet for the, the NFL, the fuck they going to be looking like next year? Yes, you have five stars, but just because you're a five-star doesn't mean the program's going to look good that year. So I think we, we happen to be lucky enough to catch uh, Ohio State finally at a hiccup stage, no. and they've got a while to go until they they turn back into a dominant person. But I mean, how many? What's the odds of you hitting on three fucking generational DNs? Yeah, and and, and they're all family, and, and they're all well, well, two of well, two of them family. Two of them yeah. family. Yeah, I mean, usually if you get one, you're gonna probably get the other. But yeah. realistically. What's the likelihood that you hit on two generational three? I'm sorry, generational DNs. What's the likelihood that you hit on how many years have they fucking hit on quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, in our lifetime, probably since fucking Troy. Is that when the shit turned around with Troy? Was Troy before? Was Troy before uh, Terrell? Uh, yeah. Troy was definitely before uh, yeah, Terrell. Before Terrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I mean, they had like that that uh, a little run with like Craig Krenzel and them. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but then uh, Troy came in. But so yeah, yeah. Krenzel, who I mean, honestly, I mean, it, it's I mean, what you described. I mean, that applies to every kind of two team rivalry like that. Like Texas and Oklahoma go back and forth. Like yep. right now, Texas is extra trash. When well, Vince Young was there, they used to not really. They don't really go back and forth like that. Like if you look at the history, Oklahoma kind of Oklahoma kind of been whooping their ass for a long ass time. The, that the long better. Time, well, when Vince Young was there, they used to get the brakes beat out of them. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean Vince had like a two year window where things kind of changed, and then they had that year with Colt. That one year with yeah. Colt, where they actually did pretty good. And then Dominican Sue got fucked out of a, a, a Heisman. But yo, he fucked him up. <laughs> man, he was a fucking unit. But realistically, Oklahoma kind of runs it. Our rivalry is probably one of the few rivalries that's even us and the Iron Bowl, where it kind of goes back and forth. But the the bigger point that I'm trying to to drive home is you can't ball forever. Like eventually it's gonna catch up and you're just gonna have a down year. Yeah. And the only team that seems to never have that is Alabama. I mean, and their down years, most niggas would slit their firstborn's throat to have. A down year for Alabama. Huh? I mean, so we're talking other than the actual national championships, like Michigan's has like in our lives, like three down years. Yeah. I mean, they they have and I mean, you know, we could talk about how even in those down years, we 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 were such malcontents that we couldn't even appreciate them. 
but it, it, essentially there's only so long you can ball before you just you have a break in it and then somebody else gets to come up yeah. I mean what Indiana did last year is kind of like what's supposed to happen every now and then the underdog just gets a year where everything bounces right and they had a year but because we have so many Death Star programs, it's kind of hard for the Indianas of the world to kind of do what they do. So yeah. that's kind of where we are in, in the sense of things. And so eventually some of these teams are going to start to fall off and some of them you're just going to figure it out. But kind of going back full circle, I, nobody knows what the fuck Ryan Day wants to do. Yeah. So we don't know if he wants to stay. We don't know if he has NFL ambitions. What we do know is right now, currently he's the coach of Ohio State. And to be determined what's next. Now, if the NFL comes calling, would he run to it? Who knows? Because it's kind of hard to put a finger on what his ultimate goal is. I'll tell you what, though. Those those crazy-ass motherfuckers in Ohio. Yo, you go on Bucknuts? They're calling for dude's head. 50% of their yeah. fan base. And what is he, 26 and 1? Yeah. 20, they want him fired. Yeah. They're stupid because they just, they're having the Alabama effect where basically <laughs> can't be honest about, okay, you know what? Fuck it. We, we aren't going to dominate every fucking year. Yeah, it it's gonna happen. That's like, just when you gotta learn the hard way. That's like every program thinks that it'll never end until it does. You just learn the hard way. Yeah, I mean, eventually things are gonna kind of level out. Now, uh, if we we keeping the buck, we gotta kind of start to. We're gonna have to start to kind of recruit at the level of SEC programs if we're ever gonna see ourselves make this into a yearly competitive thing. And given the current administration yeah. and powers to be and coaching, that's just not where we're at. You know, you know what sucks? I hadn't even thought about this until right now until you brought this up. I could guarantee you Harbaugh, Gaddis comes up to admin. They're like, you know what? We got this guy. He's right borderline. You know, he can qualify. Is there something we can do? And I could guarantee you Michigan admin is going to come back and talk about, yeah, coach, we're Michigan. We don't do that. And you've already proven that you can win with the people that you can get in here. So, nah, sorry. Talk about 11-1 biting you in the ass. I could totally see Michigan administration doing that. 100. I mean, it's because they want to rest on that laurel. So ultimately, yeah. It, yeah. whoever comes in next, uh, given I don't know how far this hardball experiment is going to go, or if he's going to have ambitions to try to go back to the NFL, mm-hmm. the next person that comes in, we're going to have to figure out like, okay, you've got to be you got to thug it out. Like, this ain't drink my milk with uh, a slice of white bread next to my, my meal kind of coaching. Like, in order to take us to that next step, you got to be about that life. And 
Jim Harbaugh ain't about that life. Like, I love him to death. Like, I got nothing against him, but he's not about that life. And See, the thing is, that I think that's a fan in you talking. I think the administration would be like, all right, so so you was a Boy Scout? I bet. Check. So you do, you did, you know, you did some volunteer work? Ah, oh, check. And you coach football? Hey, man, you're in our top three. Yeah. And then like, that's the very unfortunate part, but the yeah. next person that's going to them is going to kind of have to get some some concessions made in order for it to work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I um, that's one thing where, like you said, like if, if someone wants to succeed, they have to be able to do what you need to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's questionable whether whether or not Michigan is. Yeah. Um, I do like, though, like – Harbaugh has done a good job of of listening um, to suggestions in terms of coaches, mm-hmm. as in like, hey, the old blood has to go. I mean, I mean, it's different than the guns he had, like he had coming into the season. Um, he got desperate and it worked out. Yeah. Um, but I I really like the mix of of the coaches that uh, that they have. Um, maybe Mike Hart. I mean, I know he's he's a dirtbag at heart, so <laughs> like maybe maybe yeah. he'll be giving secret bags. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Well, so earlier today, they were talking about what was it on on three? You know that new that new service? They got rivals. They got 24-7. Well, the creator, Shannon Terry, that created 24-7, he sold a company like two years ago for like a couple mil. Yeah. He opened up, he just started a new recruiting service called On3. Okay. And um, they're reporting that ah, fuck, what school is it? Let me see if I can pull it up. Apparently, Mike Hart got offered a head coaching job somewhere, and we're gonna have to wait and see if he takes it. Wow. So we're, we're on wait and see about that. That, that that's gonna be a problem, bro. Because we can't keep we can't build consistency like that with all new faces in the coaching yeah. room every year. You know, I mean? but at the same time, you don't wanna you don't wanna hold the next man from getting the bag. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's well, that's that's, but you know what? That's the reality of the world that we live in now. Because if there's something highly wrong if you keep a staff over two years, which is crazy when you think about it. Because back in the day, like staff didn't flip like that, but now, like if you hold a staff for more than two years, like you doing something bad wrong, like you hustling backwards, and so you have to be able to bring in and move on and switch out parts because guys are going to get jobs. Now, what the real dude, uh, a.k.a. Nick Saban, when niggas get chewed up and burnt out, you bring them back into the fold like how uh, Bob Stoops did because that's how Mike Leach got on. Mike Leach was doing a whole lot of shit that he was like, damn, boy. I'm a defensive coordinator, and, and how you attack me makes it kind of hard. I understand it wasn't working at your previous gig, but uh, you know, how that's your boy, man. Why don't you why don't you come over here and work with me? And eventually, yeah. head coaching job. Yeah, I can see, like, so, so the Mike Hart thing, by the way, going back to that, like, um, so that I think that's inevitable, like, yeah. I, like whether it's this year or next year, he's going to get a head coaching job. Cause the biggest Man. thing is like, he, like I, I've been watching his coaching career just cause I actually knew him. When we we're in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he, he, his dream, I remember him saying in college, his dream is to be the head coach at Michigan. 
So like he wanted to go down this path for a long time. And so as soon as the NFL thing, uh, you know, they put a bounty on him. As soon as his NFL career <laughs> ended, um, like he got a job at Eastern Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, that was a, a mess at that time, which, hey, seven, seven to five Eastern Michigan, I'll take it. But yeah. um, uh, then he went to Indiana and like he's he's kind of going through the circuit and learning how to run a program, how to be a professional. So I don't know if he's re- ready after one year at Michigan, um, but I'm sure, he, you know, he soaked up a lot in Indiana as well. Um, but we'll see what happens. I like I don't know what coaching position is free that he would get the offer, uh, yeah. but I'm really intrigued to, to hear who it is. Like, if, I don't think he's strong enough to take Cincinnati if Luke Fickle will leave, or if yeah. that's the one. But uh, it, uh, any thoughts on what that could be? I'm, I'm looking right now. I, I remember it was a mid-major. I remember it was, I want to say, like, on par with in Ohio, like like a Bobcat. Oh, uh, one of the um, Mac schools. Yeah, 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 yeah. D1, but, you know, but mid-major. We're not yeah. talking. Well, about- see, I, I'd love for him to get – something down south like as a coordinator like if he's gonna leave us i'd rather him get something in the sec as a coordinator because i'd rather him learn all right man you gotta you gotta learn how the sausage gets made and at indiana and at michigan you're never gonna see that if Am I crazy? Am I wrong? He was a running backs coach at Indiana, but wasn't he co-offensive coordinator there too? I think he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, him yeah. and uh, the other guy from Michigan, not Nick Sheridan, but um... um, no, it is Nick Sheridan. Yeah, it is Nick yeah. Sheridan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nick Sheridan. Yeah, it was Nick Sheridan. Yeah, they were co-offensive coordinators. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. So he got a little bit, but I feel you. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't. Know, um, maybe it's the Fresno State job that opened up. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't think it was West Coast. Fuck, man. I can't. Yeah. I he, don't pretty, he probably wouldn't be on anybody on the West Coast uh, radar. I'm not putting it past him, but I mean, if 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 we woke up, <laughs> went to sleep, and woke up and found out he was like the head coach at Fresno, nobody would see that coming by a fucking mile away because it's just that's not necessarily what you would think. Hey, um, what if they offered him Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I do a motherfucking They did that. Like, what? Where the fuck did that come from? But I'd be so, I can't lie, I'd be so happy for him. <laughs> like, good job, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy for him, but it's like, what the fuck, yo? <laughs> oh man. But um, I it, it eventually, if he wants to try to be Michigan's coach, which hey, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, I, I want him. I want him to get experience down south at the SEC so that when it comes his time, he's got no doubt that he's able to do what the fuck needs to be done to bring in the kind of players that we're going to need in order for us to compete and what the college football landscape is going to look like in the next five to ten years. And it's going to be a, a case of the have and have nots and if you're on the lower level to the mid level of conferences, you're gonna be on the outside looking in. Like, ain't no more. Yeah, we get us a couple guys here and there. Like, no. Like, if you're Illinois, Northwestern, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, Cal, Oregon State, you're gonna be poverty. You might not even be in your league anymore in the next five to ten years. Nice. So. 
if he's gonna come back, shit, I want him, you know, fucking a gangster. Like I, I, I want him out here kicking ass and taking names on that recruit drill. Like I know what the fuck it takes in order for us to be, you know, a, a premier fucking program. So, with that being said, fellas, we've uh. We've had us a hell of a night uh, talking and getting it in. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate y'all. Welcome back, Ed. Uh, uh, yeah. I appreciate you being in the booth, dropping us all eyes on me, volume <laughs> one and volume two. <laughs> I appreciate, and I appreciate you guys holding it down uh, for the past few years and um, you know taking the hits because I, I was in, in real life too, and uh, I'm glad that we're here. Michigan has a chance to win the Big Ten, which is, wow, what a sentence. Michigan has a chance to win the Big Ten. Nobody, uh, nobody thought that shit was going down. Hey, yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now before I let you go, too. Real quick. Uh-huh. I know you, I know you guys are going to hop on the on the podcast with, with, the, with the main click, but real quick. Let's say things end up the way they end up. Let's say Georgia beats up on Bama. Let's say Michigan takes care of Iowa. That's one, two. Cincinnati wins. We're going to leave them at three. Let's say uh, Oklahoma State. They beat up on Baylor, and they're number four. Uh huh. I'm gonna tell y'all something right now. I like our chances against Cincinnati, and you guys could call me crazy, but record this shit. I do not care. If there's one team in this country that could beat the Georgia Bulldogs, it's the Michigan Wolverine. Now that shit might be 14, 13, 13, 10, mm-hmm. uh, 12, 10. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be a defensive battle, but Georgia's offense really don't scare nobody. No, nope. you know what I'm saying? No, defense, that's another beast, but we're balanced. We don't have to rely too heavily on the run or the pass. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling that shit. If we play Georgia, no matter who wins, it's gonna be within a touchdown game. Guaranteed. I I, right I certainly agree. I, I think Michigan has a legitimate chance to yep. take care of all the business, and that's the most I'll say without jinxing. Um, if that does happen, uh the three of us got to get back on and uh talk uh leading to the games. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. If, if it comes up to that, yes, it, it'll definitely be another sideline podcast uh, with with us. Um, quiet as it's kept. I was sitting there thinking that too, but I was like, all right, I don't want to jinx nothing, so I ain't gonna even talk. <laughs> so, hey, so you gotta say it with your chest. Hey, and even, <laughs> if, even if not, I mean, look at me. there it is. <laughs> if, <laughs> even if not, what's the worst that happened? You go away for five years. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! I, I, I will yeah, never. No, no more no more self made band vest. I should that's just that's not. Yeah, hell no. I, no. I, I, I will, I will it was healthy though. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta sit down. Hey, I, hey, I, I know I, I, I know he wanted to get back so bad. I know yeah, there was no, some oh, there was man. some threads being made. I was like, yo, if Giz was here, God damn, this motherfucker. Man, <laughs> what the fuck you telling? I was like, <laughs> hey, hey, and low key, a lot of people ran in their rat holes again. <laughs> oh yeah, you ain't heard oh, from yeah. a little bit, huh? Yeah, they scattered. They scattered. They scattered. They scattered. Yeah, but yeah. but not only that, nigga, we had a whole bunch of randos in that fucking thread, and I said that shit twice. Like, where the fuck did all these Ohio State fans come? I from? said the same thing, and guess I ain't what? seen I ain't seen you since. In nope. any of these threads when they nope. playing games or in the fucking Buckeyes thread, and none nope. of you niggas posting in there. And when y'all got your ass whooped by Alabama, when none yep. of y'all hoes in here talking all that shit, talking about how Ohio State is gonna yep. kick ass, it was a usual suspect. So, 
Fucking Shout out to the usual suspects because at least y'all don't pop up when it's fucking convenient. Yeah. Y'all Ohio State fans, year in and year out, win, lose, or draw. Uh, Smitty, yeah. Eli, yeah, uh, hey. Taco H. Hey, hey, listen, listen how, listen how down bad he is. He just made a, th- <laughs> he just in this moment made a thread about Ohio State beating Duke. <laughs> Basketball. Like, he has never talked college basketball. <laughs> and even then, he's asking for a neck train on someone from Michigan. I'm like, yo, you down bad. Hey, hey, look, they got to they gotta get them, them victories in when they can. Uh, yo, Drop, how long, to... how long have you been on the collie for, Drop? How long? Shit, I originally joined in 2012, but I really wasn't on there like that. I came back uh, maybe like like I was there when Ed was there, so yeah. well, I mean, before he got banned. So let's say like I've been around for about five, six years, like active, yeah. active. Yeah. yeah, me and Ed, we go back to fucking to so. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't on S O H H. I was on yeah. O L. Oh, you are. Oh, I got you. Yeah, we were on so, bro. I'm talking about what, two thousand, jeez, five. Yeah, 2000. I was about to, I was about to say 2003, 2004, but yeah, yeah, no. 2000, I think 2004, 2005 sounds better. Yeah, about right. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. Damn, man, we yeah. old, bro. Yeah, yeah. Old. man, we we got to get a drink sometime. You find yourself in Seattle, you hit me up, and vice versa. Like me and uh, me and Doc had a good sip. So yeah, yeah, man, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'll, I'll hit you up on a uh, on IG. Yeah, please, please. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah, oh yeah. Recognize your name. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize I, the whole I dead ass. I didn't know that was you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really don't be fucking around with social media too much, man. Too many chicken has be fucking with me on that thing, man. And then playing too many games, man. I can't fuck. I'm too old for that shit. So I just write letters now. I write envelopes and shit. Look this guy here. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to NG, man. He always rolls out the red carpet when you in his town. I bet you're gonna come down to do New Orleans. Obviously, I told you, come on down. Trust me. Whenever you here, I don't know how long I'll be in New Orleans. I'm not saying like I'm leaving tomorrow or nothing, but my goal is to make it out to the West Coast eventually. But as long as I'm here, y'all boys have hit me up. Yeah, we gonna break. break. Where, where, where's uh, where Lucky at right now? Is he in Bama? Where's he? No, at right he's now? in Texas. Oh, he's in Texas. Yeah, I have we. I've been linked up with Lucky since. Uh, he came down there with uh P down there in Orlando, right? Yeah, but yeah, but then we we went downtown. We got fucked up. We ate wings and shit downtown. But then after that, me and Lucky got together again, and we watched the Michigan State game at a, at a Michigan bar. Okay, when, when uh when DPJ caught that, we won fourteen seven. He caught that Shea Patterson uh that that streaking route down the sideline, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he heist, and he, and, he, and he hit the Paul Bunyan pose. Yeah, how Paul Bunyan pose. Yeah, we, we saw that. That's the last time I saw him, so, like, up close. So, me and him got to get up together, too. I got to see what he's doing. We might shit, we might go out west for, for a couple days. Who knows? I'll hit him up, see what he's up to. So. For sure, man. I mean, look, like I said, anytime y'all boys in town, holler at your boy, man. We'll definitely break bread, and I will definitely yeah. take you to all the non-touristy spots in New Orleans. So, you can say right. you're official. But, but definitely. All right, yeah, man. My boys, hold it down. I appreciate the the, the conversation. I appreciate sure. the steps. Uh, man. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this season. In. I'm gonna enjoy it because, like we talked about on that last podcast, uh, it, it's like 
we get so wrapped up in pocket watching other programs that you tend to not enjoy the great seasons anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of how things shake out, like this was a great season for Michigan. Yeah, man. Bottom Agreed. line, like we did what we hadn't done in a long time, and we looked damn good doing it. I'm yeah. gonna enjoy it. Hopefully, we continue to streak on a Saturday. Yeah, and maybe we can shake something in these playoffs if yeah. everything shakes our way. Hey, shout out to all my Wolverines fans. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, y'all boys be good, all right? Be good. Y'all stay safe, man. Go blue. Take care. All right, fellas. Go blue. Go blue. Peace. Later.